Someday we'll find it. The bowl after bowl strain. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Lorian and Spencer. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. It is on, folks. It is on. It is off. That's right, Missouri Smash. Coming at you. Hot and heavy tonight. It's another Tuesday. Token Tuesday. It's June 22nd, 2021. You're listening to the Bowl After Bowl podcast, episode 88. Thanks for being with us. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And wow, you picked a fire track there for the Heck open. yeah. Bringing and it, bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. Let's remember to introduce our newest co-host. Ah, yes, that's right. Joining us is Little Wolf Cub John. Yes, you'll hear him cooing and snoring. And maybe pooping. <laughs> maybe pooping on air. This episode. You never know. This is the third uh, third show with him, right? Yep. Because he'll hit four weeks tomorrow night. That's right. Wowie zowie. Can you believe it's already been a month? It's kind of crazy, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. It just hit me today. I was like, wow. Um, that lady we saw at the thrift store was like, how old is he? And I was like, he'll be a, a month tomorrow. Oh, oh. Time flies. The month is technically at, uh, on Saturday, right? 26. Oh, yes. But four weeks tomorrow. Four weeks. Close tomorrow. enough. Well, four weeks, about a month, give or take a few days. Yeah. Yeah, there you have it, man. It's crazy. It is. It's like, snap your finger. Yeah, when you start measuring time and human resources. Ooh. <laughs> it starts to compound with more of them, yeah. It sure does. Yep. It sure does. And uh, our oldest will be four uh, in just two months. Wild. So there's that. There's that. Yeah. There's that. Crazy. Time also flies when you're just running around having fun with your friends, as we tend to do. Heck yeah. Um, we always have fun in the bowl. No doubt. Here, there, and everywhere. We were on uh, Behind the Schemes last night. I should say I was You on, were, yeah. I was on Behind <laughs> the Schemes last night uh, with Boobery and Lavish. Had a wonderful time. Talked a little bit about intelligent fungi and single-celled organisms and halfway about what trips are like and uh, I don't know. We could, we could those, that's the beautiful thing about those boys, man. We could we get together, we could jaw on forever about any topic that comes up. Just go on, you know. Heck yeah. Go on chalking. Um, that's what I love about those guys, though. Uh, check it out. Check their stuff out behind the schemes dot com. S C H three M three S or loveislit.com. dot We'll take you right there. Moan days that's at nine thirty central. It's so cool. Right after Hog Story, now they've got that uh, that Monday slot where come in at hog story they start around seven and then rolls right into behind the schemes and uh then typically since lavish is uh over there on the best coast west coast's uh situation he keeps it going late night you know because it's only midnight for him when it gets to like two in the morning over here so he's been uh staying on later and playing some kind of chill late night tunes it's a lot of fun i like what those guys have uh going live it's pretty cool and i'll be on behind the schemes next monday Oh, that's awesome. I knew that was in the works, but... I'm so excited. It's now official. It's official. That's what's up. Cool. You're going to be dropping some uh, natural birth knowledge? Maybe. Behind the birth birthing schemes? Behind the birthing schemes. 
There's plenty of those. Oh, there are plenty of those. That's for sure. Gets, I could. I could. Gets schemish. It's very schemish. And the uh, birthing. Makes me squeamish, too. The, the birthing industry. Yeah. The uh, birthing industrial complex. Big birth. Big birth. Ink. <laughs> Ink. <laughs> yeah. That'll be pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, congratulations are in order for Gwyff, the king of cock, for marrying the queen of cock. <laughs> today this token tuesday long live the king and queen or excuse me the queen kent. of kent and the king <laughs> yeah, of kent the cock and the you. cock <laughs> cock and the cock god damn it i'll get this i'll get this eventually <laughs> <laughs> all these terms man that's the thing about Gwyf, dude he's like the termster he will just come up with like all of the terms and acronyms and uh the guy is like an encyclopedia of like uh inside catchphrase knowledge it's fascinating in his ever-expanding uh, universe of cock. It's taken over, man. Today, Kent. Tomorrow, the world. <laughs> Tuesday is a beautiful day for a wedding. Yeah, it's very cool, I man. I love it. Gwyff is always flip, flipping the script, doing, do, uh, going his own way, which I love. That is a man after my own heart. Yes. I find and a lot it, of kinship and similarities with the lad, even though I never met him in person yet. Someday. Wouldn't it be bombing to go to the pub over there? Yes. That's that's like one of my bucket list items, 100%. Hell yeah. It would involve getting on a fucking airplane, though, so I have to figure mm. out that. I'm oh. going to have a drink on it. Have a drink and think, you know what I'm saying? Might help. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, It's funny, the uh, boobs on the show last night, he had asked me where you see like the future of the show going like in the next year. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Been a minute. With beers. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, Thanks. But yeah, he he asked me kind of an intriguing question because I didn't expect it. And I hadn't really thought in these terms, even though I've been thinking about certain things for the show and what the show needs and where it needs to go. Like, I haven't really put it in those terms of like, what do you want to have done a year from now? And I just was thinking about a few things for the show. And our most immediate need and what I'm working on immediately is a new hosting solution. Because our Podbean, we paid for that year up front and that runs out at the end of next month. Mm-hmm. And so I want to have a solution up and running before that runs out so that migration isn't a nightmare, you know. And uh, honestly, I knew this was coming. So all year I have been thinking about what I want to do because uh, Podbean, you know, Podbean, we're here for the price because the price is kind of the cheapest host in podcasting, as far as I know, uh, for for the unlimited audio that they allow you to upload so i can upload as big of a file as i want i can do two a week i can do five a week i can do whatever i want i can throw it all up there and that's a nice plan uh but it doesn't have any podcasting 2.0 features and they don't plan on adding them anytime soon and uh so i was kind of looking around to try and get something that would integrate the show in with you know if not chapters i think chapters eventually would be helpful um but it's kind of like another editing step. It's another step between you and having your show posted. So without a super easy way to automate that or crowdsource it maybe after the publish, um, the chapters part's sort of on my back burner. But on the front burner would be things like custom splits, especially at the episode level. Um, that's something that would benefit, uh, especially what we're doing over at Misinformed Nation, where we have a rotating cast of uh, hosts that come in. And, you know, like last Sunday they did one. I think it was episode five now, uh, the fifth one. Um, It would be great to have the split directly in the 
episode level, in the item level of the RSS, so that if you're streaming a show that me and Boobs and Chris did, you are also streaming sats to me and Boobs and Chris. But then if you go to uh, one where it's... Um, well, the last one they did would have been Gwiff and Boobs and Metis. And so then if you're listening to that episode, you can stream sats to those guys instead. Um, from what I'm told, that is possible right now in the namespace, but no app actually supports that because they're just looking at the show's overall split and value tag, and there's not really a breakdown at item level yet that the apps rep- recognize. But eventually that would be so tight, um, and we have the perfect use case for it as far as I'm aware right now. Uh, any shows that are guest heavy would also have a use case for that. Um, and the caveat being, you know, you could have sat stream to you so long as you have a node, so long as you have somewhere for those to land. Um, so that's uh, something I've been thinking about and why I need a host that supports that. Budsprout, from everything that I had heard and listened to and uh, read about them, they're implementing, they're some of the ones that are implementing the most 2.0 features the fastest. It seems like as soon as anything comes out, in the namespace, it's immediately available at Buzzsprout. If you can't do it through their UI, you can even get in touch with their support team, and they will help you implement it in your RSS feed, which is very cool. But the problem with all of their plans is all of their plans are based on hours per month Mm. of your show, which just destroys us. Because we have an average on Tuesdays about a two to two and a half hour show. If we do a Bulls with Buds episode, that's another two hours, hour and a half to two hours. Uh, that's factored in. So in any given month, we might have 10 to 12 hours, which even on the most expensive plan would have us also paying an additional fee per hour uh, that we go over that limit. Oh. So it's weird because the, the file can be as big and cumbersome as you want, but it's it's all by time, which to me is just, I don't know. It I, At first I was kind of upset about it, really, honestly. It just kind of feels like a robbery, but... Um, you got to base it on something and file sp- uh, storage space isn't really unlimited. Um, even though pod, you know, Podbean has that figured out, but, uh, it just is a model that frankly won't be feasible at all for us. Just won't work. We can't be paying hours per month because that screws us. So then Buzzfeed, Buzzsprout was off my list. I tried, uh, a trial over at Fireside and I was building the, uh, RSS feed to try and propagate all the shows that we've already had into it. And uh, the autoprop totally failed miserably because they have an attachment limit per show of 100 megabytes. Hmm. So in order to do them, I would have to go back and, you know, cut the sample rate of all the shows down and uh, lower the quality of the audio in order to re-upload all of those shows under Fireside. So they have a lot of Pod 2.0 features too. They had a little bit more reasonable plan. Uh, there was one that was unlimited and you could pay a year at a time, which is kind of some of the things I'm looking for, but I don't want to be limited on hundred megabytes per episode. So that was out. I just canceled the free trial right before the show. In fact, so, uh, what I'm looking to now is self-hosting with Castapod, uh, installing a Castapod server using Unihost on a Raspberry Pi 4. And that's where I'm at now. I got the Raspberry Pi on Sunday, tried to set it up. Flashed my SD card, booted it up. Um, I had trouble setting the custom DNS, so then I switched to using their DNS, and then I just got I hit a brick wall trying to open ports. If anybody knows about opening ports, email me, Spencer at I'm on Google Fiber, and I have access to my network box, and I can make port forwarding rules, and I'm following all of this um, 
I'm following all of these documentations step by step. And uh, when I go into the diagnostics on my Unihost, it says all the ports are unreachable. Every single one of them is unreachable from the outside. Hmm. Can't reach the server from HTTP from the outside. Can only reach it from my local network. So that's not going to be uh, what I need. What I need. So I am, I'm really just trying all these hosts. You know what I mean? I, I want to figure out, hey, what the hell's the best host to use? Because I need... I need to figure something. It's almost like the digital equipment of looking for an apartment. Like I need to get into some place that I can stay for the next year, you know, minimum. And it has to have this, has to have this, has to have this. Um, and cast a pod. Hopefully this gives me the freedom, but it has a big learning curve. You know, I got to figure out how to install it, how to f- get it to, to host and store my crap. And then I got to also figure out if I need a uh, virtual storage or cloud storage to actually serve the MP3s. Uh, C Mike had an interesting idea of just continuing because he uses Podbean too, uh, and he wanted to basically use Podbean as a discount file server, and when and then just read their RSS that is propagated by them, rewrite it as a custom RSS, and then serve that custom RSS as the RSS that gets put into Podcast Index, and that way he can you know do his own splits and do his own Pod 2.0 stuff, but. Still gets cheap storage unlimited from Podbean. Honestly, that's not off the table for me. I would rather make Castapod work because uh, it seems like a sexier solution to me. But I'm open-minded. But, uh, you know, that's the kind of short-term future for the show. And then long-term future for the show, I just want to get uh, more buds added to our list that we've talked to. Yeah. And uh, excited to announce actually Friday night. Uh, last night I had said Saturday night. But it's actually going to be Friday night. We're going to sit down and talk with Illuminatia. Yes, 8 p.m. Central this Friday. 8 Central, 6 specific. June 25th. That's right. 2021. Illuminatia so, will be in the bowl. She'll be in the bowl as a bud. So we're excited to do that. We're excited to get some guests back in. And then uh, we're going to get Carolyn, uh, if not the very next week, then as uh, soon as we can get her. And then Fletcher will be our, that's, that's going to be our one, two, three. The next three in, at uh, at bat in the bowl with some buds. Um, we're doing Carolyn and Fletcher because we wanted to get both of them back, but like as just you know just one of them at a time. Because uh, I think it'd be cool to just kind of get to know Carolyn and then just get to know Fletcher on an episode. Um, and also, it's funny, Gwiff. I finally caught him on the Jitsi. I was just sitting there in the Jitsi waiting for him because he had it set up at his wedding, and uh, I was just waiting to say hello and congrats and stuff. And he finally came on. We're in the middle of a thrift store shopping. We gave our congrats. And he was saying that uh, he really liked how the three hosts set up this last Saturday on Misinformed Donation worked. And maybe that we have a rotating um, group, but it's always three. I like that idea because it always feels like when you get four that there's always one person who just kind of has to hang back, you know. Um, and yeah, uh, Fletchy, it might not be three weeks. That's okay. We don't necessarily want to do one every single week of Bulls with Buds. It's kind of a, it's kind of a um, come as it can kind of thing, you know. Our guests are busy peoples. We are busy peoples, and uh, doesn't it doesn't always work out every week. But um, we'll be in touch for sure. Uh, Fletcher's in the middle of trying to find a place. Some movies, looking around for a place down there. Nothing vacant. He's having a tough time finding vacancies. So I'm gonna send you some uh, some vacancy karma that you. Uh, Fine. This is like one of the few karma buttons I really have. I'm gonna give you this joint, nigga. So a joint for you, sir. Hope you find a joint to move into. Um, but yeah, Lorian, where do you where do you want the show to be in a year? In a year? 
I mean, I would love to get the video streaming back up. Yeah, that's definitely something that I have uh, on my back burner. Uh, Owncast, I know we were looking at. Um, and this is, again, one of those things where I can't have limits. You can't tell me I can't take my clothes off. Right. You can't tell me I can't hold my baby. Like, <laughs> I'm so boxed in with the options we've looked at. But I just I just want to host everything ourselves. You know, I, know. I just want to be in even, complete control. I'm a control freak. What can I say? Even the OnlyFans stuff is like super restrictive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't be on the video anymore. I can't be because there. Because you don't have an OnlyFans account. And then the baby certainly cannot be on the video. Right. And that's just flat out no. Yeah. And, and then. And then certain words get censored. Right. And how soon will they be sending in bots to listen to videos and flag words that you say out loud? It's just, it's just got to be too much. Too it's much far restriction. Too much, far too much restriction. On a naked website. I know. It's, it's like, supposed to be like a, the opposite of that. That was the whole point when we got in there. But, you know. They're from uh, they're from the UK. Right. Yeah. You know, so I can't say lactate or milk on there. and <laughs> That's something I'm talking about a lot now. So. Right. Well... <laughs> Something I'm doing. <laughs> it could be a definite niche for sure, but uh, no, 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 no. No, no. So just got to figure our own thing out. I mean, maybe I throw that on the five-year vision as Booberry had prompted you last night. Where do you want it to be in five years, I think was his question. Yes. Um, But I like this moving the cast or doing the cast a pod thing and whatever. That's ideally by the end of next month, right? Is there a deadline on that? Right, so, yeah. Hey, we get that done? If we get that done, there might be a way. See, Unihost is a, a big fo- kind of file server OS, and you can install Castapod as an application on Unihost. So I think there may be other ways to install these different uh, server-style um, applications as well. Maybe there will be a video streaming service where we can host our own video stream that, uh, you know, we police the, our own content. I stand corrected. Booberry just said, no, it was one year. Yeah, I, thought it, was, about. <laughs> I thought it was just one year. <laughs> Nobody's thinking five years. I was going to say, <laughs> five years is like, woo. Yeah, well, who knows, hmm. man. In the woods. Yeah, but deep in the woods. But with good internet. <laughs> right, yeah. We want to live an impossible life in five years. We want to <sighs> be off the grid on the net. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard to go down from a, a, a one gigabyte up one gigabyte down uh, connection. It does exist. Mm-hmm. I saw a very in the woods location on Zillow that had fiber. Ooh. And I was like, wow. I remember telling you about it. I was like, look, not the greatest uh, house and stuff and not like huge, huge acreage. But You were like, wow, I am really high. Yeah, exactly. You know. Sounds like the dream. The dream. Sounds like With more acreage. You know uh, what dreams are made out of? Is the Duke is back. Duke Fugazoto. Yes. Finally back from Saudi Arabia after so long. So I'm uh, planning a no agenda meetup for the KC folks. And that's going to be on the 24th of July. Um, All right. Do we have a location? We don't yet. So here's my deal. I want to do an outdoor kind of park event, like a BYOB cookout. I want to smoke a couple pork butts the night before. Have people, first off, BYOB and then maybe like, I'll coordinate with some fellas to like some get buns, some get, uh, I don't know, sides and all that different crap. Maybe cut up some watermelons and just have kind of a cookout in the park type situation. And yeah, that uh, sounds awesome. Have like a welcome home, welcome home Duke Fukuzoto uh, meetup. Very wholesome. So that's what the plan is. And C Mike told me uh, that Dame Blackhammer 
saying they could bring the kids along. So the yes. whole fam, the whole fam family. I think it'd be great. All the kids in the park. I was looking at a couple parks that have uh, spray grounds. You know, the little you can run around in the water and all this stuff. Yeah, tiny water parks. Um, so I think that would be cool. Um, but I am very open minded as to venue right now. I don't know yet what the venue situation is going to be. Um, we'll have to do some park scouting. But I definitely have a date, and I've cleared it with. Uh, the Duke Fu- himself. The Duke himself <laughs> will be available. And C Mike. And C Mike as well. All right. Both will be available. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited. This should be a good one. Epic. I'm really, I'm really excited as well. Uh, the Duke was excited because he didn't get, you know, really a lot of. It wasn't easy to find pork over there, pulled pork. So. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So that'll be good. We've waited so long. I know. We had it all planned out. We were about to um, make our little promo for his coming home, and then his stuff got canceled, yep. travel got canceled. Yeah, we had to wait until he was officially back on the ground over here. And here he is. He's back. It's official. As soon as I saw the selfie from KCI, I was oh, like, Bruh. The most beautiful Father's Day Oh, no ever. doubt. No doubt. Just awesome. Yeah. I was so happy when I saw those photos. Super excited for him. Speaking of Father's Day... We have to cook up a mean Father's Day dinner tomorrow for your dad's return. Yeah, that's true. I'll figure it out. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just, spoil, you, spoil you both. I'll just grill something. I'll make the sides mm. and dessert. Unless, I mean, if you insist on spoiling us both, I'm not going to push back that hard on Yeah, it. I was going to say. <laughs> Got ahead of myself. Got ahead of myself. Seriously. Um, Man, podcasting 2.0 shirt showed up. <laughs> I love the picture you posted. <laughs> it was just before. You were so excited. It was just before the schemes, and uh, I opened the package, and then I was holding it up, and I was like, "Ah, take a picture of me." You know, I don't fucking look like a doofus, but um, I don't care. It's fine. Uh-huh. I look like a podcaster. What do you want? That's what. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> look like a dad of three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I like Doctor Chris's savage comment. He's like, "How could someone wild and in their." Uh, you know, early 30s turn into a 50-year-old shop teacher in just one photo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wild, I promise. But Yeah, and sexy. <laughs> and a doof. A total doof. Doof for sure. <laughs> Fletcher says sexiest doof around. Thank you, Fletcher. Spark one up. I, uh... You just blame the photographer. It was me. Ah, oh, it was crappy lighting. <laughs> I don't know. It was just funny. I don't know. I don't, I don't really get wrapped up on all that shit. If I was afraid of like getting savaged, oh. I wouldn't post half of the shit I post on No Agenda Social, you know? Yeah. You um, love it. There is certain, uh, you know. It was funny. Could take all good fun, man. It's just fun. All good fun. Yes. It's all in fun, man. It's fun. We're goofy looking people. What can I say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're spicing up KC photo for your birthday oh yeah dude <laughs> you got the perfect angle on that flaming fart flaming farts <laughs> it was excellent excellent although they were closed on your birthday we did return and get your free rub that's true <laughs> free, uh, <laughs> i was gonna say free butt rub but that doesn't make it sound any better <laughs> uh barbecue rub barbecue rub yeah, yeah. i'm like meat rub or right, uh, <laughs> butt right. rub what am i looking for a dry yes, rub a although, dry rub free um, for being a loyal customer for those waiting with bated breath, like when when are they going to talk about when are they going to talk about we haven't talked yet about being a value for value podcast and uh, and we're course, value for value pushers. That's right. The so. bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. We got uh, no cuck bucks this week, but we have sat streaming. Um, Woo! We've got about I don't know about ten k sats this week. It looks like all in all, 
and uh, those are from various sources. I can't really see the source. I just see uh, when they come in and how much at a time. And the cool thing about the sats is they're split into the people who help put it all together. So, you know, 1% of all your sat stream go to, goes to podcastindex.org. It goes to the index itself. So if you're streaming to us, you're also helping the whole project. Uh, 1% to 3%, depending on what you use, goes directly to the app developers. So if you're using an app that streams sats, you can directly support the developers that make it, which is unique in this modern environment, especially like when you talk about the Apple store where they take 30 fucking percent of literally everything that happens in your app and about your app and all that. Um, I think this is cool. The reason that we wanted to participate in this ecosystem is because the value is shared in such an, such a fair way and such an immediate way in where, you know, the, the fees are taken by the actual players in the game. You don't have to go to some third party who has nothing to do with what you're doing. Like, you know, PayPal, it's cool that we uh, can receive value in that way and it, they make it very easy for people and people are already familiar with PayPal. But they're not really a part of what we're doing. They don't host any podcasts. They don't make any apps about podcasting. They don't do anything like that. Um, it would be awesome to just support podcasters and podcast app developers. And um, that's what's going on. That's what's going on more and more. People are getting into the sat streaming and we're really appreciative of that. I'm actually going to add the new node in as a 50-50 split. Dave Jones is going to do it manually for me. Um, awesome. <laughs> boost the bowl after bowl. Boost. You know you want to. The uh, the bowl is going crazy uh, asking you to boost right now. So, yeah, if you're if you're uh, listening on a sat-enabled app, boost us, baby. I see them boosts. And if you ever want to get, a, uh, you know, claim your sats or do a personal thank you or just be like, Oh yeah, hey, those 5,000 that came in on uh, Wednesday, that was for me, and we love you guys, and here's a note. You can feel free. There's no pressure to do that. That's another cool thing about streaming sets is it can be very anonymous. But if you would like a note read, of course, uh, we'd be happy to read a note uh, in uh, in appreciation of your sat sent, and you can send that to either of us. Yes, and if you don't hear back from Spencer at BowlAfterBowl.com, email Lorian at BowlAfterBowl.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-N. And uh, if you're hanging around and you've got value out of the show and you just, you know, keep on token for free, uh, we call that a mooch. And everybody knows. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And uh, this is this is the value for value system. So if you've uh, if you receive value, send it back. Another way you can send it back is in content, what we call time out of the time, talent and treasure, which includes clips. It includes uh, uh, hounding me for bowls with buds. I'm, I'm all about that. It also includes calling in on the voicemail line. And we talk about a different topic every week. And uh, that one's probably the easiest thing to do to get started if you've never called before. Uh, you can pick up your phone and follow these simple in instructions. Call 816-607-3663 and the play of Ideas are always cool, too, uh, and this week's idea came from Fletcher. It's the first time I ever saw a lover's junk. Seen junk, but in a, you know, in a romantic type situation way. <laughs> we uh, had a trouble coming up with something succinct, and then it just hit me after the show. Oh, yeah. First time I ever saw a lover's junk. Like, yes. That's what you want. 
It's all the junk of a lover. <laughs> Quirk has flooded us with voicemails, she tells us. Oh me, oh my. I'm going to get into that uh, later on behind the curtain. But uh, yes, if you're voice shy, you can also text. Texts come through, and we read and appreciate those as well. We do. But some Ikea workers in Atlanta did not appreciate the menu choices for Juneteenth. Oh. Did you see this story? I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> I did see this story. Of course, the magic number pops up. But go ahead. If you got your show notes and play clip one for me. Okay. Oh, my second email came through. Is it in, but it's, no, sh- it's in the original? It's in show notes. The show notes email. And you want the first clip, correct? Yes. That can be done. Serving watermelon on Juneteenth is a soul food menu when you don't even know the history of they used to feed slaves watermelon during the slavery time. You- Employees say the menu items selected, including fried chicken, watermelon, mac and cheese, collard greens, and more, was racially insensitive and ignorant. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> Good splice, dude. <laughs> um, what else did they feed the slaves? Is that no- nothing is allowed? Do they have bread? Water, I'm sure. That's flat out. No water. Mm. Bread, yeah, probably. Corn? I don't know. Is this one of those stories, kind of like with fucking lobster, how they're like, oh, you know, it used to be such a trash food. They used to, they used to feed it to prisoners. Oh, it's- um... I don't know, but... Is it one of those things where, like, it was this and now it's that? I fucking... First of all, I love fried chicken and watermelon. I was gonna say that. (laughs) If you give me... If you say... If I say what's for dinner and it's in the summer and you say fried chicken and watermelon, I'm gonna be jumping up and down. Yeah. I'll be rolling blunts. I'll be there in a heartbeat. Watermelon is the best. And what else do they have? Like, fried okra? Like, they had all... It sounded so fucking yummy. Oh, yeah. Oh, mac and cheese was on the menu. Mac and I cheese. Know that. Okay. Well, uh, it's like the old slave food, me- a watermelon meets the new slave food, mac and cheese, <laughs> I guess. Potato salad. Uh, they they came up with a revised menu that was pretty lame. <laughs> what was the revised menu? I, Collard I greens, cornbread, mashed potatoes, and meatloaf. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a bit buzzkill uh, versus fried chicken and watermelon. I don't... I just, I never understood when the uh, fried chicken thing happened with black people, you know? Like, when did they get the monopoly on it? Like, doesn't mm. doesn't everybody like fried chicken? Isn't that the one thing everyone can agree on? Except for vegans, but like, you know, talking about people. Fried chicken could bring us together. Fried chicken, man. It's fucking delicious. You can have it on the bone. You can have it off the bone. You can have it tossed in buffalo sauce. You can have it tossed in some Asian shit. Oh, you go to the Chinese restaurant, you're gonna get fried chicken. Something. I was just saying a pan fried chicken, I mean, like at Stroud's. I mean, General mm. So's is fucking stir fried chicken. Fried chicken. Everybody loves fried chicken. Come on, grow up. That's all I have to say <laughs> about it. Yeah. Well, another magic uh, number popping up in Oregon. After shooting his dad, a random lady at a weed dispensary, then running over an elderly couple with his truck, oh, a 30 year old dude set his truck on fire and started running where he ended up forcing a Cabela's worker who was on her lunch break to drive him 33 hours north to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, God. By the time they arrived, 33 hours. Can you imagine driving a psychotic stranger 33 hours? I hope that they, like, pulled up and pulled over and slept at least once. I don't know, but... Had some McDonald's. My or adrenaline something. would probably be rushing fast enough that I wouldn't have to. Yeah, Wait, they gotta would, gas up though, yeah. right? Thirty-three hours. Come on. Yes. Yeah. You'd have to gas up probably three times. 
by the way they by the time that they arrived um the woman had convinced him to turn himself in so he did and he was charged with six counts of murder under oregon law one count of attempted second degree murder one count of first degree assault and two counts of failure to perform duties of driver to injured people jesus yeah it was an elderly couple he hit with his truck and the man died and the woman didn't but yeah start the day off by killing your dad jeez yeah that's a terrible way to start the day then a 33 hour drive spooky story (laughs) was he trying to like story quit smoking on shantix or something maybe no mention of that in the mainstream of course right we would have to do a a private investigation and figure these things out it's a little bit uh, intense look into social medias yeah totally intense there's a chinese province jangsu that just completed construction of a 33 kilometer driverless highway on oh, june 18th me, oh my. they say it's gonna open up to traffic at the end of the month well i mean that's a way to do it i suppose if you're gonna integrate driverless just have it on its own highway where drivers can't be yeah <laughs> i'm i guess all right with that but it's chinese built in china so yeah what could go wrong what could go wrong yeah what what could go wrong i'm sure the concrete was up to code everything's up to code yeah all the load-bearing shit is definitely there yeah it uses a 5g technology of course integrated with uh, the internet of things and cloud computing and building information modeling um along with some holographic sensors that are collecting data in real time to try and make the road smarter oh boy so we'll see how this goes. That gives your cancer cancer. <laughs> you get the 5G, then the holographic sensors, and all this big data flying around you over, <laughs> over a, the waves. <laughs> wear a digital anal probe the whole time you use it. Yeah. Collects butthole data. Sit back, relax, let the car do the driving in China. Why not? Why not? Then in Van Horn, Texas, U.S. Border Patrol agents got a suspicious activity call near a McDonald's which ended up with them saving 33 undocumented migrants who were locked in a U-Haul box truck. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's hot here. It's been hot here, so I can only imagine what it's like down there. Yeah. In Texas. Probably like 100 degree plus. And you're in this box with no air conditioning, so... Unbearably Higher hot. than that. Yeah. 12 of the men were taken to hospitals with heat-related illnesses, um, but they have all been released and processed and Homeland Security Investigations has accepted the case for prosecution. Nice. So, yes, human smuggling. Something ought to be done about it, no Something doubt. ought to be done about it. I also saw, I know I'm going over my three, but it came across my reading that there's this competition down in the Amazon rainforest to develop some survey tools to identify and catalog all the living organisms down there. Mm-hmm. And so 33 international teams were chosen to compete. And they've got three years to create some technology to do that mapping. And um, they're each given like 247 acres of the rainforest to look at. Hmm. And then at the end of it, there will be three winners who split $10 million. Oh, nice. Yeah. And there's also a random $250,000 bonus award that the judges can give to whoever they choose. Yeah, I like money though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone likes money, but I fuck with money. It's known as the X Prize Rainforest Competition. So they basically have to make a real life Amazon Pokedex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then they also have to provide some data of like 
yeah. the health of the rainforest. Sure. You know, show the rest of the world. For ignorant people like me who say, well, I, I, this is what I've heard, but I've never been there, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, they're like, oh, the Amazon, though, it's the lungs of the world. Yeah. It's like, okay, but how are you going to breathe in an oxygen molecule from an Amazon tree on a different continent? It's just not, it's just not how it works. No, how that hair cycle works. I don't want them to bulldoze the whole rainforest, mm. but I just don't think that's possible the, the anyway. Amazon rainforest creates a lot of oxygen in Brazil, you know. Yes. <laughs> Where it is. Anyway, we see. Anyway, you know. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting reality TV show versus some of the junk that's on TV. Oh, yeah. You know, the race to build it. Yeah, just follow them for the three years and yeah. look at the technologies that they're leveraging and. Also show the rainforest state and like if they see problems, like what are they? And do they discover new plants and animals along the way? Like, ooh. Would be cool. Would be cool. But it's not selling pharmaceuticals, so it's probably not going to make it on TV. No. No. It does have some U.S. sponsors, though. Um, But yeah, there's like one of the teams is from England and they said they were going to use DNA-based monitoring technologies. Hmm. As their little specialty for surveying. So, we'll see. Or we won't see. Maybe we'll never hear about it again. I mean, three years. 2024 is when they have like 40... I guess at the end they have 48 hours to go deploy their devices and map it out and then present their findings Mm. to the judges. So, yeah. I saw a local news story here. COVID admissions to the Kansas City area hospitals are up by 33%. Who'd have hmm. thunk? That's weird now that everybody's getting the fucking shot and stuff. No, oh, but the Delta variant. Oh, right. The Delta yeah, variant don't care about the shot. Sounds like bullshit to me. The Delta variant will give you a cough, sneeze, runny nose, headache. Oh, shit. Sounds like my allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never know what's going on. I just think, oh, allergies. Dang it. Um, then, there, of course, there's 33 new cases reported all over the place. El Paso... Uh, a jail in Ontario, the North Bay Jail oh in Ontario. I see you. Uh, in Maine and Massachusetts, representing Dang. the Northeast still. Then in Fiji, I guess there's a curfew still in place. So 33 people were arrested for breaching it to have a drink. Oh, well, good for them. That's what I thought. 33 heroes. 33 people could take on somebody just writing tickets, can they? Come on. You would think so. Got one triple chin cop writing everybody's citations. I'm not sticking around for that. No. And go drink somewhere else where they're not looking. (laughs) I can still run pretty quick. And did you see this story about the parents who sent their children's face masks in to be tested and analyzed at the Uh -uh. University of Florida? Yeah, so they did a complete analysis on six face masks worn about six hours a day Mm -hmm. by these children in school. And they sent them to the University of Florida's mass spectrometry... spectrometry spectrometry i don't know spectrometry spectrometry research and education center and the findings were that five of the six were contaminated with bacteria parasites and fungi gross three of which had pneumonia causing bacteria and 33 percent of the pathogens were antibiotic resistant strains (coughs) oh shit so that's bad yeah no good (laughs) but the test was incapable of detecting viruses Right. Of course. So, but yep, getting that magic number in there too. It's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. Especially when it comes to the coof. And then the who has an 
an advice page for people thinking about getting the jab or just wanting to read about it. Yeah. And they updated it to say children are not a high priority. Huh. And while it's not discouraging people from giving their kids the shot, I thought, ah, that's interesting. That's a maybe a step in the right direction. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Suitable for use by people aged 12 years and above. Children between 12 and 15 who are at high risk may be offered this vaccine along other priority groups for vaccination. Vaccine trials for children are ongoing, and WHO will update its recommendations with the evidence on or epidemiological situation warrants a change in policy. It's important for children to continue to have the recommended childhood vaccines. (laughs) Yeah, they have to throw that in there. Sick of vaccines. Yeah, here's the line I read. Children and adolescents tend to have milder disease compared to adults. So unless they're a part of a group at higher risk of severe COVID-19, it's less urgent to vaccinate them than older people, those with chronic health conditions and health workers. Yeah, I think they keep tweaking this just little by little. Even, you know, every other day or something. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the end goal, you think? Everyone's high priority, you got to get it? Or just letting it go? I don't know. Without the FDA it's approval? It's weird because all of this, <laughs> the posture keeps shifting and shifting. And I think it's because they, like, say one thing. And then they get backlash. And then they move to because of that backlash. And then they get backlash from the other direction. And they're just, they're not even really... That's the problem with all this medical shit over the past year or two. It's not driven by... Uh, empirical data it's driven by m- fucking tweet storms it's, it's so stupid the, the state the hyperinflation of twitter anyway as like you know a source of anyone's fucking voice i saw that pew research uh recently they dropped where they said like i don't know something like three or four percent of the population makes like 90 percent of the tweets oh so it's just that's... this like inflated thing going on <laughs> It's, and uh, very loud voice. The percentage of actual active Twitter users is quite small hmm. in this country. People, but who you d- wouldn't know that because like all of the fuck, like half of the fucking mainstream news is about what somebody tweeted, whether it's politicians or sports players or any of that. Yeah, it was really visible when Trump was president because everything was Trump right, tweet, Trump right. tweet. But now everything still is like this organization tweeted this, this attorney general tweeted that, mm. state governor tweets this. Because I remember a story on here a year or two ago, one of the 420s, I think it was two years ago, where a state attorney general said something positive about weed in a tweet on 420. They were like, wow, look at this tweet. He supports weed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow, yeah. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) But, man, some people got social media problems. No doubt. Social media is a problem, unless you're in a good community. Right, I love I love the true diversity of the No Agenda community. Too. It's nice. All ages, all countries, all viewpoints. Yeah, people, lots of experiences. People in other instances say that ours is an echo chamber, but it's like no, it's pretty far from the truth. It's like very widely differing opinions. Yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah. still still talking with each other. People see what they want to see, and also maybe some algorithm has them seeing the same kinds of things over and over. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Based on what they're history and interests are you know what my interest is getting behind this curtain heck yeah it's a place to be btc not just bitcoin anymore behind the curtain bingo boom shakalaka (laughs) well wouldn't you know it after holding a special session connecticut did legalize recreational weed wow look at them yeah they did look at you connecticut look at you so when are we smoking some weed 
look at you. Still, the show me state should have been the first one. We should have showed them. Yeah, well, you know. Gotta start showing them. But 4% tax on medical that we have, that's, that's pretty good, though. Looking around, looking at the other states and what's going on. The state of these industries. Ugh. So, the Connecticut law limits adults to possessing one and a half ounces, and it will not allow home grow until 2023, which is very strange to me. However, if you're a medical card-carrying patient in Connecticut, you can now start home growing a total of six plants. And, uh... That in life cycles, or did we discuss that last time? We kind of discussed the wording is mature it's six, and immature. Six mature and six immature. No, three right? mature and three immature. Oh, six total. That's bogus. I remember now. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's bogus limit. And then we joked about immature plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, those immature weed plants pulling out the fart jokes. Look at them. Chaffing over there. Jack Hare is a very mature weed plant. That's weed right. He's no nonsense. Bro. No nonsense. And then green crack would be your immature weed plant. Yeah. <laughs> or gelato. <laughs> gelato. <laughs> I uh, see you. <laughs> Italian wedding cake or something. Oh, yeah. That's a great one, too. Uh, I can't even keep up. No. There's no keeping up. You go on to Leafly and look at the ratings and you're just like, wow. <laughs> How many pages of strains do we have now? Probably in the 33 page range, I'm guessing. It's it is funny. Somebody pointed out to me about Leafly. They were like, "What? Well, is there any strains that are bad? Like it's weed, right?" And I was looking through like hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of pages to get down to like the 3.5s, you know. It <laughs> was that as low as it went. It was like three and a half stars out of five. So. I think so. Yeah, that was. I remember that. That was our bulls with buds with Nick the Rat. That's right. That's right. Subpar weed. It was. It was weed. Yep. Got still, me high. Still weed, man. It was weed. I smoked it, and I uh, and I had a good time. <laughs> they had a great goddamn time. Fletcher in the chat says there should be a bowl after bowl strain. Ooh yeah, I'm working on it. Working on someday. it someday. Someday. It's we'll, in the five year plan. Someday we'll do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> someday we'll find it. The bowl after bowl strain. Jack Harer. Mixed with some skunk. La, da, da, dee, dee, da, Love it. Write down a time code for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then put it on the album. <laughs> it's going on our album. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, oh, if you have a record in Connecticut, um, if you got into trouble for possession of up to four ounces, that will be automatically expunged. Cool. Um... But another lame point about uh, this law that just passed is that there is a THC cap, thirty percent on flour and sixty percent on concentrates. So the concentrates kind of get the shit end of the stick yeah, there. Yeah, thirty percent is pretty high for flour, so it's yeah. not like that one's egregious. But sixty percent for concentrates seems a little low. I just think it's dumb. I think caps are dumb. I don't. I, maybe, I agree. I'm not well spoken, but. <laughs> Like why? It's a plan. Let's it's just let it well, come out how a, it comes out, not worry about it. It's arbitrary and it's built upon a false a premise. It's a false premise. Yeah, but even that somehow like a cap is going to make anything more or less safe. Um, it's just absurd. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, and you know the measurements on these things. Like, meanwhile, you can buy Everclear at the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah, great point. You could die. 
drinking Everclear. <laughs> yeah. But you can't die smoking dank nug. That's right. Figured out. Figured out. They won't. This THC cap thing just keeps popping up in more and more places. Yeah, it won't. Because you know away. the politicians look over, they're like, "Oh, that's a great idea. Let's let's just throw that in there. We'll uh, you know, settle down the cuckoo, the cuckoo three percent that we hear from all the time, who really don't want weed around at all, except for in the black market form. The people who shriek, think of the children. Yeah, well, the people and who don't. are plugged into the big international fucking money laundering scheme that is the black market. Or that is in part, I should say, the black market. It's like one of the less ne- nefarious things that it is. But, uh, yeah, it's everybody involved in that directly, plus all of their fucking useful idiots. Plenty of useful idiots. Who just scream in favor of it. Mm-hmm. Even though it directly threatens the people's lives all the time. Rhode Island, Connecticut's little neighbor. Yes. They've uh, They've advanced one of the three recreational bills I mentioned. Oh, cool. I said, oh, there's three and no one's compromising, so it doesn't seem like anything's going to move. Yeah. Well, they took a step. The Judiciary Committee advanced one last week, I think on Thursday. And so today, the Senate passed this bill. Oh, cool. Out. So that's progress. It's progress. It's It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. It still has a long way to go, you know, um, right, to yeah. become law. But uh, their legislative session ends on June 30th. But I'm just thinking they pull the playbook that Connecticut and New Mexico has pulled and just call a special session and push it through, right? Yeah. The governor could do that at his leisure yeah. at, at so, any time. So we'll see. Let's see. We're watching you, little roadie. Got to pull it off, man. Yeah, I mean, when you're... <laughs> a little cheer from the lad. Yes, he knows. <laughs> when your neighbors are all doing it, you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot if you don't Oh, yeah, in, especially know? a tiny little state like Rhode Island. Like, you're just screwing yourself because everybody's going, you know. Everybody from Rhode Island's going to go get it elsewhere. No problem. Yeah. I remember when Live PD was on the, you know, when it was on... <laughs> There would be people who would drive from Mass and just cross that Rhode Island barrier, then get pulled over and have all their purchases from dispensaries just sitting on the chair, you know, the passenger seat. And they're like, what the? I'm not even from here. I didn't even know this was Rhode Island. It really does happen like that. Yeah. I mean. When you're (laughs) up in the Northeast. It's weird. And the cops are like, well, doesn't change the fact you're breaking laws now. (laughs) (laughs) Frustrating. So goofy. Mm Mm-hmm. Here in Missouri, a federal judge ruled against the state's residency requirement in favor of a Pennsylvania investor who sued the regulators, uh, which in our state is the Department of Health and Senior Services, for violating the Commerce Clause of the Constitution. The residency rule here required businesses to be at least 51% owned by state residents. And state residents were defined as someone who lived in the state for at least a year. Pretty low residency requirement, one year. But 51%, I don't know, arbitrary requirements. You know, here we go. Um, Colorado, Maine, and Oregon have all nixed their residency requirements. But as we talked about two episodes ago, there was a federal judge in Oklahoma that threw out a lawsuit against theirs. Saying, I'm not helping you sell illegal products. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, and then in Detroit, a judge suspended the ordinance. 
that gives preference to long-term residents applying for recreational business licenses, granting an injunction last Thursday to temporarily halt the processing of applications. Their requirements included living in the city 10 to 14 of the past 30 years, on top of having previous weed-related convictions or parents with a record. Mm. So. So that's suspended pending further, I guess. Yes. Further trial. Yeah. It stinks that it holds up the market, you know. Yeah, that's it's that's like, a oh, lot of the stop it all. No applications. A lot of the roll at. the rollouts are delayed by that kind of thing. A bunch of lawfare that has to settle before it can move on. Yeah, I just I think anyone should be able to apply for a license. I don't think there should be a cap on licenses. Right, I agree. <laughs> if you want, I mean, you have to pay a fee to get the license. Yeah, as long as you as long as you can meet the requirements, you should be licensed. And then if yeah. you fail to meet the requirements, you lose the license or you don't get it in the first place. It should be it should be really simple like that, but it's but the then, government. They don't get paid to make it simple. Some some of these requirements. They get paid to make it impossible to understand and impossible to comply. Yeah. And then some of these requirements are just things beyond your control. Right. Like were you born in a certain area? <laughs> yeah. Do your parents Did your parents get busted for weed? <laughs> like it sucks if they did, but it's like you can't it's out of your control as well, you know? Yeah. It's not like a requirement you can go out and fulfill. No. So Okay, Dad, can you go down to the police station and just start smoking blunts out front? Oh my gosh. Need it for this thing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it would really help me out, man. Uh four Canna businesses in New Jersey received cease and desist letters this past week from the Attorney General and Division of Consumer Affairs telling them to stop offering gifts to purchasing customers. And I was like, why can't you give free gifts to your customers who are making a purchase? Well, it turns out they were doing it to get around the one ounce purchase limit law. Oh. And they're not gifts at all. They would upcharge folks to include the gift. Right. So they were still getting paid for the product. That sounds like a New Jersey hustle. It's quite a hustle. So these four businesses are currently under investigation for violating the state's Consumer Fraud Act. Hmm. But the attorney general said the letter was just a warning. So I suppose maybe they're just watching to see if they're going to keep doing it or if they're going to listen and stop. But we'll see. They're just testing the waters. Who knows? I'm sure this is going on in other states, too. <laughs> that baby sounded like a Godzilla. <laughs> God's a baby. And then um, two businessmen were just given 30 and 15 month prison sentences for tricking banks into processing weed transactions. Mm. They disguised $150 million in weed purchases um, for the delivery business Ease in California. They disguised those purchases as fake websites and dummy corporations between 2016 and 2019 nice so that the banks would process them smart um not worth two to three years in the pen though fuck that no but the sentences were way below what federal prosecutors recommended to the judge they wanted one guy to serve life in prison Jesus. for this and they wanted these the, people are out of their minds yeah dude. and they they wanted the other guy to have 25 years pisses me off too with uh the whole ross ulbricht situation how they got him on like Three life, two or three, threes. three life plus forty years. Just gross, That's disgusting. Yeah, it is. Cersei Sitter sent us that uh, deep web documentary. We gotta watch that. We definitely have to. I want to so bad. We're gonna watch it uh, at the end of this week. It's in the plans, man's. In the plans. Another gross part about this case is that the former CEO of Ease 
James Patterson, he pled guilty to a count of conspiracy to commit bank fraud in this case, but wasn't charged or found at fault during the investigation. Whoops. Yeah, isn't that weird? So he like spilled his hand and he didn't need to? Mm, I don't know. A little weird. That does sound it's, weird. It's pretty weird. Yeah, I don't it's know what confusing. happened there. No, it's, else can be confusing. Wait, does that wrap the weeds? Yeah. Can it be confusing to see a lover's genitalia? Yeah, you knew I was going there. <laughs> The first time it can be kind of a Oh, the first time it can be alarming. It can be <laughs> it can be strange. Um yeah, if you want to weigh in on this interesting topic, you know what to do. You call the number. 816-607-DOOF. 816-607-3663 and uh you can be cool like this caller. You know, I think porn in general has probably completely screwed up people's um I don't know, conception of what people's junk look like because if you ever watch porn um yeah the, you you get a certain look uh that they that they cultivate for sure right in the different uh, no doubt the different yeah. uh the different body parts and so when you actually see somebody's junk for the first time in the um in that uh in that way right uh yeah it all looks different and you know and of course every you know every every body's a different size and that also probably impacts what the junk looks like. And, um, you know, and say they, you know, some people say size doesn't matter. Some people say size matters. I don't, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> to each their own, I think is the, uh, the approach I take, but it's, uh, I don't, um, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and, um, needless to say, the person that I, that we, we, the first person who I saw their junk was uh, not the person I ended up with. So yeah, um, and yeah, that was kind of a weird feeling I think when I when I dated that person because it was like, okay, this is the first time I've I've uh, done the done the dirty deed, but <laughs> and you're supposed to feel good about it, and then I'm sitting and I'm laying in bed with her and I'm going, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, oh this, this yeah, doesn't feel right and. You know that, and you know that 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 def, um, that definitely happens. So, mm. um, in any case, uh, yeah, that I guess that is a that is about all I can say about the first time I saw um, I saw my uh, you know, my lover's junk. Oh my gosh! Can you see that too? <laughs> oh, thank you, phone boy. Yeah, see, that's the exact reason why I can't in good conscience advocate like not having sex until you're married to someone because it's hard for me to complicate or hard for me to contemplate getting married to someone you never had sex with you know what i mean because sometimes sex is one of those uh things you do with someone where you find out you're like oh oh whoa i know it's like a very intimate way to communicate with another person and yeah know another person you know like there's a reason it was called known biblically Mm. you know they had known her he had known her you know like yeah yes and great point about younger generations coming up seeing porn more frequently and it's more accessible and then you get this carved out image of what to expect yeah it's all like uh presented and casted and you know i was just going off the statue of david <laughs> just kidding <laughs> the monster honger dong like yeah i was saying you know or like it's like it's very hard to control the size of your dick, like the size of anything else on your body, you know? Yeah. And you can control how kind of fat and thin you are, but you're born with the dick you have, you know? Yeah. Same with, uh, same with the vagina. You're born with the one you have. Yeah. Oh, vaginas. Vaginas. Those are coming in all different colors and 
shapes and everything. No doubt. Epic. But there are definitely archetypes in porn. You know what's epic? Is the coming flood that Quirkess warned us about. Ooh. Hello, hello, hello in the bowl. Unleash the Quirkess. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Here we are. It is not yet Token Tuesday as I leave this, but uh-huh. it will be when you play it. Yep. Most likely. Um, <laughs> barring any unforeseen circumstances. Your prediction came true. Circumcision. <laughs> no circumcision. So makes sense. Um. Yeah. Hi. So, uh, gotta say, not really sure. I know exactly what to divulge. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, this this week's FTIE is fucking great. It's gonna be racy. <laughs> I hope it's gonna be racy. I hope it's gonna be. It's very sexy. Yeah, I like it. I'm really hoping you get more sexy details than you do comical voicemails. I don't know. Because <laughs> we want to fuck. It's very interesting to hear what these voicemails are like for, <laughs> is looking for the first the time I ever saw a lover's junk. Lover's like, wow. Junk. Yeah, people could really have some fun with that, but I'd really like to hear details. Is that wrong? Is that what's wrong with that? Bring it on. You're ready. Let's hear it. Lay it on. For people to really open up about that, I guess that might be too intimate, maybe. No, you can I always text. You can text it. I want to hear about it. I want to hear real. It can be anonymous. I, hear, I mean, what do you say? And yet I'm not willing to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'll call back. I will. You'll warm and, up to it, I'm sure. Um, yeah. yeah. What is wrong with me? Sorry. Hi. Yeah. Not a shocker, I'm sure, for you. <laughs> Can you tell? They make fun of me all the time. Every time I leave with she's high. She's gay. She's like, yeah, it's pretty true. Gay in the sense of happy when I'm high. <laughs> you know, that's just like, you know, your opinion, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I will. I will call back with something good. Mm. Yay. Mm. I guess I don't know if I want to say. I'll be accused of whoring myself out again. How could you whore yourself out again? Yeah, not good. Quirkass. Um, talk to you soon. Okay. When I gather my thoughts about the FTIE that I want to share. Ooh, do you really want it to be racy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, Quirkass. In the bowl, in the bowl. <laughs> Even the cub chimed in on that one. I know, he can feel the energy, I think. What is wrong with Quirkass? What is right? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. You got it, girl. You got it. You just spill it. You spill it. I'm back. Yay. There we Aren't go. Are you excited? I'm excited. Can you feel it? Mm. I can feel it. I can feel it. Mm. Kind of electric. You know what I mean? Yeah. The sort of little fires that happen in your nervous system, like sparks when you're excited, but kind of nervous. <laughs> I don't know if this is what you want, but, you know, you're pretty open-minded, and this is one of the safest places for me to share myself, because I don't really care so much what the other listeners think as what you're interested in getting from me. And Yeah, well, we're all friends um, here in the bowl. I always fear that I make you feel awkward, but <laughs> you it's keep encouraging only. me. So. I mean... <laughs> so this is what you get, unless you ask me to stop. Then I'm not going to stop because I love you both. I love how you make me feel about calling in and 
um, just that I I always feel not just safe with you, but encouraged. Um, and then, you know, how much I love your open-mindedness is a major factor and why I do call more, um, that I feel fostered and cozy with you. So um, you can, of course, choose to terminate this voicemail if you want. Let's see. Uh, I have a minute. Ah, oh, but you could choose okay, to leave it so instead. here's the deal. Yeah. There's only one person I really love to share this stuff with. Yeah. I don't have to share it with you. And he's not here right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> why am I so nervous? The baby. The first time. You didn't say the first time I ever saw my love, my first lover's junk. Right. So that's we get true. to pick. Yeah. It's the first time I ever Just my lover. saw we a lover's junk. Yeah. Will. So you could pick any lover the first time you saw their junk. And I just have to say, technically, it was one of those unexpected. I won't. Don't worry. I won't go into. <gasps> not that you're averse to it, but go I only ahead. have 15 seconds left anyway, and I'm not gonna fill up all your voicemail. I would just say it was from an angle I didn't think it was going to be. Oh. <laughs> it was one of those really sexy, spontaneous moments too that you didn't plan and you didn't see coming. Those are the best. Yeah. Mm. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, ah, oh, nice. Hey, nice angles, nice, nice. Um, Quirk has called back, cause, so that was uh, late Sunday night she was calling, and then she called tonight. Right, we started Here, hit it. Oh, yeah. It never gets old. Hit it. It never gets old hearing you two uh, in the opening. Greeting there. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm always going to say that because, you know, it brings me joy. All right, so here we go. Are you ready? Here we go. I, I warned you. You built us I up. I warned you. Um, <clears throat> Everybody's quivering in anticipation. If, any, if anybody can handle it and not uh, end the voicemail early, it would be you two. Oh. So oh. I don't feel like it's, it's incredibly awkward. I should be able to share myself explicitly. I mean, you're 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 all about free love, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, embracing the natural um, you know, elements of sex, eh? sexuality, the body, nudity. Just you know, that's what's wonderful about you. This could be another voicemail. I'm gonna try to keep it in this one. Okay, I have about two minutes. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Fill it up. You know you got it. All right. It. So here's the thing. Okay. For the record. Yes. For the record, I don't care who, what anybody thinks of this. I'm actually not okay. I've never been okay with the word pussy being used in such a negative connotation as to denote or uh, essentially allude to weakness. But let's be honest, I pushed out. <laughs> I did. Nice. It's true. You know what? It's okay to use pushed out in that uh, connotation because I have one. Yeah. <laughs> I <you> pushed <laughs> out. <laughs> it's all my pussy's fault. I'm sorry. Blame it on and, the pussy. You know, and um, <laughs> so here's what happened. I, I just wanted to share like really, you know, racy sort of explicit details. Let us know. About this one particular lover. Not only long in my past, but long in the pants. hey I didn't realize. I mean, he's you know, it was only like, I don't know, eight inches or, I think. Is my eyes deceiving me? I don't even know. <laughs> maybe, maybe like nine inches. Anyway, first time I saw him, he was my second, my second 
boyfriend, but my first lover. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know you know what I mean yeah. by that. And uh, I hope you don't think I'm rambling because I really do have all this to say. And, uh, you know, I love that you're willing to listen to me. Yeah. I love that you're willing to actually consider what I'm saying and not just be, you know, cringing at me and everything. It really fosters and encourages me. Uh, and so, you know, I'm going to take it as far as you'll let me go. Ooh. Babes, I'm going to take it as far as you let me go because I really want to share I really want to share the naughty stuff. Naughty and it's sexy. What it is, it's hot and it. Look, yeah, that is so appealing. Ooh, here's here's for the home run. Okay, okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. I know. I think this is like my fourth or fifth voicemail fourth. for this show. I, I'm so sorry. I really did not mean to flood you like this, and. uh I, I choked so that I would get all this out. So thank you yeah, for being understanding. Yeah, work up to it. I Forgive get it. me. Uh, I must donate again soon. Donate. Yeah, finally. She finally fucking gets to it. I know. <laughs> you know, the first time that I, that I saw him, it was this completely unplanned, spontaneous, hot moment. And he was a, he was a lover. He wasn't my first. But he was my second, and he was a he was a real lover. So that's why I want to think of him Caliente and the, the good memories. Because he was he was everything, and so that I say that because well, even though you know some people are already wishing I would shut the fuck up, it's like <laughs> I do need a connection. I do need that. That's what really gets me hot. Like that's what gets me excited and aroused is that connection, like on a spiritual, emotional, and you know just intellectual yeah. everything. Oh, baby. So, so I went for it. I was not even, I've not been much of a dom in the past. I, but when I get like assertive, almost aggressive, <laughs> um, it can get, it can get really interesting. And that was the first time I really was like really sexually assertive. Yeah. And we came back from this, um, it was a really nice summer night too. And we were still in the dating, like the early dating stages. And I just, <laughs> we w we came into my house and in the entryway where we're saying some we didn't want to say goodbye and we were kissing a little bit and he was a great kisser oh the lips and um i just i just i just cupped i <laughs> well i unzipped him i got him a little going with my hand and then i, I unzipped him and i got on my knees and i saw for my i just wanted to see it i just couldn't wait anymore <laughs> Had to see it. Oh fuck! I only have twenty seconds. Let me see what it looked like. It was just—it was like this beautiful, like erotic moment because oh, he didn't expect it, and I didn't plan that. And he was beautiful, Oof. and he was ready. Yeah, <laughs> what sure you can imagine. For me, it's those sexy, spontaneous, sexy moments that are the hottest. Woo! And um, I just wanted to share that with you. I feel. Like I can with you. Yeah. Thank you. No more. I promise no more. <laughs> In the bowl. In the and bowl. I love you. And, uh, oof. Oof. Uh -oh. In the bowl, quirk ass. Sorry. We love you too. I had uh, muted you because the baby is chugging. Dude is just chugging know. on tits. And he's loud. Right he's so loud when he chugs. Obnoxious little baby. No, no, no. he's he's well fed. Yeah. He's good. Oh, Quirkus. Thanks for leaving that. Quirk ass, yeah. You got the whole bowl bonking and boinking and jiggling <laughs> handles over here. <laughs> Look at what you've done.
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. See that? That's it, Quirkass. It's like um, you were talking about the the confidence, like that confidence you were describing of just like grabbing and going at the moment. Um, that's what that's what you're getting into in the voicemails. It's coming along with like uh, you've left some of the the coolest stories shared of you know. So just don't ever feel like you gotta apologize all in front of them. We love your voicemails. Just go for it, you know. Just like that's the beauty of the voicemail line too. Is like through the week. We try to we try to pick the f- first time topic, you know, and then the voicemail is just like always just sitting there in your in your contacts, and you're thinking about first time, and then maybe like you're out and about and something strikes you, you get that impulse, you get that something uh, through the ether flows, and you know you're the conduit, and wham, you could call up the voice the voicemail line uh, at any random time, and just like do that same kind of spontaneity, take control, leave your voicemail, don't ask permission. Yeah. I love the build up too. That was a good build lie. up, man. It was fucking, uh, <laughs> a little bit of woo, a little bit of woo, woo, woo. Oh man, uh, this next caller has a has a great story. I love these stories. So I've been uh, clearing shit out of my garage. Uh, tomorrow's new garage door day. Oh boy! But uh, yeah, ever since I got home from work, I've been clearing shit out of the garage, and oh. I feel like I got fucking spiders all over me at this point. Yeah, itchy as. I hate, out, I, hate I hate cleaning the garage. Dude. Jump in the shower before we go to bed. But um, did you kill twenty some anyway, mice or whatever? Because uh, my garage does not have like an exterior, like normal uh, door. Oh, the house layout is kind of a little bit. Uh, person that designed it's a little retarded because it's an L driveway, and to get to my front door, you got to walk all the way around the front of my house, kind of. Oh, that sounds like a pain in the ass. Uh, be a lot nicer if the garage had a exterior normal door. So. Huh. When the grass door screwed up, I've got to walk all the way around to the front. But anyhow, um, <laughs> first time I seen a lover's junk. When I see the term lover, mm-hmm. I always think of that uh, Will Ferrell and like Rachel Dratch, yes. that sketch where they're like, well, lovers, you know, and he's got like the, the sweater on. Have you ever had a lover like, well, on lovers. the Alps? Do you remember the one time <laughs> exactly. we were spooning kimchi into each other's mouths <laughs> yes. and our bodies became intertwined? <laughs> Anyways, kind of gross and creepy, but... No, that shit's classic. I love that. That skip has ruined the word lover for me. Oh. Anyways, the first time I saw Lover's Junk, I was 18 the first time that I did the nasty. (laughs) So, um... Woo! Me too. Yeah, and I distinctly remember seeing the junk. Oh. I, uh, wanted to... Whoa. Sorry about that. I dropped you guys. Oh, we're um, down here. But I wanted to orally pleasure the girl that I was with oh. and uh, or diddle her bit. Um, yeah. But as a gentleman I would, close to it, and it was a little bit weird. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, something that you get used to over time, uh, or at least I did. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit, a uh, little bit creepy out at first, and uh, feeling around and uh, seeing what it's all about surveying the real estate uh <laughs> but yeah once uh <clears throat> once you uh explored that uh if you're not gay i guess if you're a male that's not gay or if you're maybe if you're a lesbian uh it becomes quite intriguing and uh a lifelong goal to explore it so <laughs> in the bowl yeah in the bowl bowl goals baby bowl goals <clears throat> damn <laughs> I don't know if I came in under the wire, but uh, I 
don't know if I got my in the bowl in there. So in the bowl. Oh, in the bowl. In the bowl. I don't know now either. Did he get the in the bowl? I feel like he did. I, feel, I think so. I think he did. Hold on. Intriguing and uh, let's double check. A lifelong goal to explore it. So in the bowl. Yeah, I do. Wow, yeah. I am really high. I thought for sure it was in there, and then I couldn't remember after you. <laughs> you got it, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, it's a weird one. Always the first one. It was the first time you ever saw a lover's junk. Oh. <laughs> let's preface this with saying I made. This man, my lover. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? <laughs> I saw him across a room at a normal meeting <laughs> when I started going to college. <laughs> and he was handing out slices of pizza. And I was so overwhelmed by his aura or just the way he looked or something. I was too nervous to go get a slice of pizza, so I just left. And then I looked him up. <laughs> I looked him up on the face bag. Because I w- was not tuned in to No Agenda at the time. I was just a wee young adult. Just turned 18. Or just about to. And found him. And then was like, how can I how can I uh, introduce myself here? How can I get this, get things rolling? So I was like, hey, how do I get involved in normal? <laughs> just like, <laughs> what was common denominator question? Yeah. And this dude was like, well... There's a cannabis revival going on today. It's like a festival down in Joplin. Quite a ride, quite a drive. And uh, I got a motorcycle. Do you want to go to that? And I was like, oh my God, getting the motorcycle with a stranger. I was like, I don't remember who brought it up first, him or I. But we worked out that maybe a car would be a better <laughs> mode of transportation. But I was totally down to go. I just had to find someone with a car. And I did. Very quickly. So... Take this three-hour drive down, kind of flirting, smoking spliffs, uh, asking the driver, like, you think he's into me? You think I can make this work? You think it's going to happen? Yep. All lights were green. Get to the festival. Started making moves on this dude. Just, like, uh, laying in the grass, getting closer, inching my way in, cuddling up. Dude was maybe sleeping with a cowboy hat over his face. So I, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rolled on top of him and took it off and just started kissing. I was like, I'm going for it. You know, where's the, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, get the fuck off me, you little dweeb. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so then the whole drive back was like making out, touching through clothes, really building up to whatever could possibly happen. But of course, we're just a stony little bunch. So we had munchies. Mm-hmm. And I had the student meal plan. So we went on campus, got hooked up with some food. Ah, being a freshman. Went back to my dorm, and I'm like, what's what's the sexiest thing I can do? I'm going to put on the labyrinth, because this guy says he's never <laughs> seen the labyrinth before. And thank God the mission didn't abort or self-destruct at that point in time, looking back on it. <laughs> that in my freaking sanrio designed uh comforter on my dorm bed with hello kitty and all these little sanrio characters <laughs> sinroll plushes i had some care bears in my room it was like pink and black it was like a mix of studs and super cute the cartoony things Ugh. and j rockers on my wall i had many posters of japanese rock bands on my wall but despite all of that he was still interested <laughs> and i was definitely interested so, went to unbutton his pants, pulled the zipper down, 
and swing out pops a dick. <laughs> no underwear. And I was so surprised I said no underwear out loud. <laughs> oh, and it was awesome. <laughs> we made love. <laughs> oh my god. On my Hello Kitty sheets. <laughs> Uh, and all the clothes came off, so I was over the no underwear thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I remember that. That well. was the fastest first date uh, I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> that's me for too. Sure. But it was, it worked out. Me too. It was like, I always had that reputation. Like, people thought I like, <laughs> was doing that kind of <laughs> wildness all the time, but. Yeah. It was one of more like those fake it till you make it scenarios, you know? Yeah. I loved it. I had the same kind of uh, aura or whatever. People <laughs> perceived me in a similar way. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's true. I didn't... When I first met you, I didn't realize you were a freshman. Because I, <laughs> I didn't dig on you. Come back to that. <laughs> and the research. Like, you dug into me in the research, you know? Oh. I didn't Facebook creep you as hard. I, I was just more like, oh, yeah, she can hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Just as simple as that. And then it was like, oh, she can definitely hang out. She's crawling up next to me in the grass, man. Oh, and you knew how to pronounce my name when I first met you. Oh, yeah. You were like, I walked up on you. I saw you looking so cute in your striped pants and the cowboy hat with all the buttons on it. And you were like, it's Lorian, right? I was like, oh, my Lord. (laughs) Just take me now. (laughs) Take me now. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Lauren Rose. Well, I think it's Lorene. I think it's Lorene. Oh, Lorian. 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 Yes. Lorian. 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 Oh, yeah. It's Lorian, right? Yeah. First time. Wow. Oh, that was a great story. I wasn't expecting it to go that direction. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about lesser experiences I've had, oh. but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my, may, may that's my favorite. That was a good one. <laughs> this is like unexpected. <clears throat> you thought you still had some time. Between you and seeing some wiener when you were unzipping the pants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Unexpected experience. But then you were like, oh shit. No, and I guess it's happily I gotta... surprised. <clears throat> like just just overjoyed. It was funny. <laughs> it was like I internally laughed in a similar manner to watching like Dude Where's My Car. Like it was just so funny. But I couldn't <laughs> let like I couldn't stop trying to be cool in front of you, you know, and trying right. to make it happen. So I was like, Okay, all right, just file it away. Just file it away. Just keep moving forward. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't get distracted just a little road swing. so close we're so close just <laughs> and now we're here we've arrived <laughs> there no it doubt. is yeah it's been pretty popping ever since face the maker mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna face this next uh caller here in the bowl in the bowl, in the bowl. first time i'd ever seen a lover's genitals it was the junior year of college when i was coming back from christmas break I was going to first thing, uh, yeah, first thing I did was got dropped off at the my girlfriend at the time's place and made a whole playlist the entire way down. I made a little copper rose. I used to do shit like that. You just take a bunch of copper, uh, thin copper sheets and cut them out like petals and pound it out. Get a double-headed nail saw the top off, poke a hole in the copper leaves, slam yeah. them, or you know, kind of sit them down on the nail, pound the top of it down. Mold the shape, you get yourself a little rose. Um, this guy's an expert. It was cool. Top Definitely rooms. a first. Um, I did the one thing that Batman cannot do, which is went down on her. Nice. Uh, but she was a she was a very devout 
good Christian girl and felt pretty ashamed the following day and oh. never really uh, did much more after that. And we dated for about three years, four years. But um, yeah, it was cool. Have a good, have a good show. Cheers, cheers, boobs. Yeah, that's what uh, I feel like. That's just manners. Like uh, you see the junk and then you go down on the junk. You know? <laughs> Some girls don't like that, I guess. Yeah, what weirdos. <laughs> I haven't. I was thought it was like not the... liking that the universal language. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like step one every time, man. Uh, I don't know. It's like um, just when you thought you knew how to treat the vagina. Oh no! When we find a new vagina. New vagina's different preferences, you know. This uh, next caller might have a different preference, even. The first time I ever, what was it? <laughs> oh, um, saw a lover's yeah. genitalia. It was your idea, Fletch. Or saw someone's junk with sexual intent. Saw's um, ham wallet. You know, at risk of sounding like a sleut. Uh-oh. So cut your balls and be sleut. Uh-oh. I, uh, I do remember distinctly in kindergarten. Oh! <laughs> wanting to see this girl's um vagine yeah and uh we we snuck off to the bathroom and uh she showed it to me and i don't know why i wanted to see it or what all the fuss was about uh but i don't i don't think that really counts um i I was probably like i want to say i was in seventh or eighth grade i think it was the summer before eighth grade uh there were these two red-headed twins oh man and me and my best friend Twins bezels. Right. Me and my best friend were like into these chicks, and they they uh, came over one night and watched some horror movies with us. And uh, then we went down to this park late at night, which was a dumb idea because man, that park there are so many crackheads there. But we <laughs> lucked out anyway. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we fooled around, but I never got to see their junk. <sighs> um, so that doesn't count, man. Sorry, I'm just rambling. No, that's okay. Twins is nice. I think it was I think it was ninth grade when I when I finally like uh really saw one up close and personal. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, this, this is pretty nice. This is nice and testy. <laughs> then I remember the first time I saw a shaved beaver. Oh. I was like, Oh, so that's what's under there. Yeah. Oh, I've gotta put my face in there. <laughs> Let me just right. bury my face in there. Oh no, don't worry. I won't be coming up. <laughs> Anytime soon. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, that was not a definitive going. answer, but an answer all the same. I love you guys. Yeah. And uh, love you, Fletch. I will talk to you soon. Show me your genitalia. Show me your genitals. <laughs> genitals. Show me your genitals. Genitalia. Genitals out in the bowl. The general genitals. We did get a text in the uh, text line. First time I ever saw my partner's junk was in high school. And she had shingles before it and left some of her skin a different tone. I was the first person who ever saw it, and she really opened my eyes to how much I could trust her that day. Only girl I ever loved who didn't give birth to me. Oh, shit. Almost forgot. It's your boy Icy in the bowl, Icy Grills. In the bowl, Icy. I don't know why I said shit, because he didn't type shit. But I just felt... <laughs> it. <laughs> just felt natural in there. You were feeling it, man. <laughs> he read O, oh, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. I am really high. Cheers, Icy. I love these. This is a great uh great prompt. Great prompt, Fletch. Fletcher Mundo. Yeah, thank you, Fletcher. <clears throat> uh next caller. First time I ever saw my lover's junk. 
Huh. That's an interesting question. But but I have. I remember. And I told him, I said, like, this room is so cluttered. Look at all this junk. (laughs) Look at that junk. Look at that junk. Would you like me to help you clean it up? That's a cluttered mind, cluttered thoughts. You're not thinking clearly. (laughs) I can help you clean this all up. And, of course, he had to say yes. I mean, what is he going to do, say no? Well, I helped him clean it up. You're a saint. You're an angel. What a woman. She is. She truly is. Not only to, like, let a fella know he's got the junk, but then to help him clean it up after. That's huge. It's selflessness on another level. Um. Oh! (laughs) Not that kind of junk. Oh! Oh! I, um... Is my face red? (laughs) And everything else. (laughs) Well, well, it's it's always the most memorable junk, I'd say. That was in in high school. Uh, I I would go to this guy's house and we would we would we listen to Metallica and and uh, what, what Ozzy and we would make out a lot like hours and stuff Fuck and yeah. then I I got to see his dick and it was huge whoa and that was really cool <laughs> and I certainly felt the effects after. <laughs> It was great, and then it was it was there. It was hard for me. I I loved it. It was it was so great. hard. I mean, that was that was in high school. So nice. Anyway, love you guys. Love you, Carolyn. Love you. Great. You always uh, imagine the fucking zipper coming down, and then just like a war hammer flopping out. Right. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> the average savage man. It's all about the what you do with what you got. You know. What do you do with what you got? Yeah, how you use it. How did this next... Oh, excuse me, there was a third. To continue. Ooh. Also. Tell me. And. Tell me more. Also. This lover, he was not only long, but he was thick. Thick. Thick in the dick. In the stick. And <laughs> I felt afterwards, just my, my insides were rearranged. Whoa. As you would imagine. But my... <laughs> But I I just remember my 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 pussy lips were were throbbing, and he filled every inch. <sighs> Ooh, that is juicy, juicy, juicy for the finish for the hat trick. Hell yeah, Carolyn, throbbing, throbbing in full. Wow, I uh, want to want to take a short break. We'll be right back with the bullet bullet spear. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I could jack it and play a voicemail at the same time uh, from this next caller. Man, uh, we're all getting a huge kick out of the topic tonight. So right? great call on that. Uh, in the bull, everybody. First time I ever saw a lover's junk, I was uh, in high school. I I had the same girlfriend through most of high school from freshman year to junior year. And uh, she was a really sweet girl. She's really beautiful. Uh, El Salvadorian. And for the first two years that we were together, we were really young. We were somewhat sexually active, but we never went all the way. You know, we would just kind of do all the preliminary stuff. And it went like that for about two years until finally we decided we were going to, you know, seal the deal. And uh, she admitted to me that she, you know, was just really anxious about it, really 
struggling with it, and uh, she had some personal experiences, and she was just, you know, she's very hesitant about it. So of course I understood, and I and I wanted to take as much time as I could to you know, give her all the space that she needed. And then the day that you know she finally was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> go and sneak into my little my fucking little room, get on my twin bed, and, uh, <laughs> nice. you know, she gets on top and she's it's just like, holy shit, what the fuck have we been doing? All the time we've wasted. <laughs> it was kind of her reaction. was like, this is fantastic. Right. So I, I like when I smoked funny. weed. Uh, I, I hope it was a, you know, the story is much better, I think, when it comes from the, the ladies. The ladies have the really funny stories. So, right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fucking sexy motherfuckers. Look at the baby. Say hi to the baby for me. Okay. okay. Hi, All right, baby. see you later. In the bowl. Ciao. What's yeah. up, baby? That baby finally passed out. In the bowl. Yeah, but he's still going to talk in his sleep. Yeah, he definitely does. <clears throat> I love when he does a little, like, wolf pup yips, dude. It sounds just like a little wolf pup. Yeah, he has little like, howls. <clears throat> weird shit. Like, I can't even do he's it. He's gone. I sound like a monkey when I do it. <clears throat> That's a weird sound he makes sometimes. Yeah, just randomly in dreams. Yep. Yes, in the bowl, lavish. In the bowl, thank you, sir. Oh man, this is a great one. Thanks again, Fletch. Was pretty good. I uh, now it's your turn. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is like, <laughs> just retell my stories. <laughs> I could tell your story for another perspective, I suppose. Yeah. Um, because what happened to me was, <laughs> I had this uh cannabis revival event coming up. First off, on the pizza event that she referred to at the beginning. It was like the first the first event normal has every year is just this fucking come hear the recruitment come. pitch get free <laughs> slice of pizza and the invite was always the same every year we'd have this uh quarter sheet of paper flyer and in big bold letters at the top it would say free weed and then in the little tiny print underneath in parentheses it would say from tyranny and then it would have the info for the first normal meeting and so Normal meetings at uh, MU when I was there, the first meeting of the year would be always hugely attended because it would be like the first week, everybody's in school. You just sent literally everybody on campus in their student mailbox. You put this flyer that says free weed, haha, wink, come to this meeting, you know, and how we even did free pizza on a lot of it, too. So that one would always be really well attended. And then the rest would be just kind of like, eh, you know, 15 people, 20 people, something like that. But you could get like 80 to 150 people at the first one, usually. They were always really full. And so, yeah, I just was literally standing there handing slices of pizza to kids as they came up, grabbed pizza. <laughs> I don't really remember much else of the meeting. I was like, <laughs> it's kind of uneventful for me. I remember I was wearing that like weird hippie white uh, angel oh, yeah. shirt. The bell sleeves and the tassels. Yeah. The V-neck shirt, V-neck cut. Like mm. peak hippie fruitcake. You had like green bell-bottom pants on. Maybe like a feather earring or something like that in those days. Lip ring. And uh, yeah, I don't really remember any other meeting. But when you fast forward, maybe only a couple of weeks, um, I had to get down to Joplin to the Cannabis Revival because I had the banner for one of the normal tents. Oh, that's right. So Veets needed me down there because I had the banner and I had to bring the banner. So it was like not optional, my attendance of this thing. And Joplin's, you know... What, I would, like, say three hours south? Yeah. Maybe three and a half from Columbia? South, uh, southwest it would be. It's in the corner of the state. It's probably farther from Columbia than it is from here, I would guess. But only just. But at any rate, I was like, God, I gotta get down there. I figured I'd just drive my motorcycle the whole way. That would have been a first time 
like long road trip that wasn't to a place I already was familiar with. Um, I had been to Joplin once before, but only once. And then uh, out of the blue, like the day before, I'm getting off of my bar shift at work. It's like, I don't know, 3.30 in the morning. And I get this Facebook inbox message from this chick who's like, how can I get involved in the normal? And I'm like, God has delivered me (laughs) a fucking ride, you know? And so I was like, well, you can get involved by, you know, coming in six hours to do this thing, you know? I guess you were still up because you started replying back. And I was like, I had already planned on Team No Sleep that night. So I was just sitting around having some bowls, waiting for uh, who was going to take me to Joplin. Ended up being uh, whoever UConn did have taken us all the way down there to Joplin. <laughs> there was a reason why I was up. <laughs> so I had, the, I had the girl meet me in the parking lot of the J slums. And uh, she's got this guy driving her, whatever. He looks <laughs> harmless enough. So I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Safety first, I guess, you know, thinking this guy's no threat. Um, <laughs> she like steps out of the car and I'm just like, I'm just trying to like look as cool as possible. And I'm like, Lorian, right? And then she's just like, yeah, like it's no big <laughs> deal, you know, like who cares? Like, yeah, duh, of course it is. Lorian, asshole, get in the car. And I get in the car and then I roll the spliff and put some tunes on. And uh, I don't know. I'm thinking this girl's like maybe my age or maybe a little older, you know? I'm like, she's got to be like 21 too or something. I don't know. I didn't really look into what grade she was in or whatever. We drove that whole way. And at first I smoked the spliff. I'm like, you want a spliff? And she's like, yeah, okay. So then we passed the spliff around and she takes one hit. And then she's like, is there tobacco in this? <laughs> oh, shit, I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm good. And she was good on it. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. I should have just rolled a regular joint. Not everybody knows about spliffs, you know? And then I slept the rest of the fucking way, man, because I was so wiped. And like I said, I was planning on doing no sleep, and I had done. I hadn't slept the night before, so I slept uh, probably two out of the three hours in there in the car. Then I slept some more on the grass when we got there, but uh, it wasn't until the whole way back. Um, oh, this girl definitely judged me at Wendy's, though, because I got ketchup. Uh, typically, when I get ketchup in a fast food restaurant, I take a drink lid and flip it upside down, and I fill that bitch up with ketchup because those little stupid-ass half-ounce things of ketchup are just not big enough. It doesn't work. The paper ones are all right. You can expand those and make them a little bigger, but it's still you need probably two of them expanded and filled all the way. So I take the biggest lid that you can get, and I put a napkin under it because, you know, that straw X right there, kind of like it can leak a little bit onto your tray or whatever. You don't want to make a mess. So you just put one napkin under it, and that'll take care of what little comes through there. And you just fill that fucker up. She said something like judgy, like, oh, you like ketchup, I see. Because I also love ketchup. Yeah. I don't know internally. She's like dying at the genius of this uh, idea. She's been like, but she's just trying to be cool, you know, and it's working. She's like, oh, I guess you like ketchup, doofus. Yeah. She's just mad because she hadn't thought of it. And uh, Fletcher says, when I get a small drink cup, yeah, they make you pay for those. Unless you order it. I guess you could order a water. That's mm. pretty smart. <laughs> Just fill that fucker up. Nice. Smart. Pop a straw in it. Yeah. We get all the way back to the dorm room. and uh, Oh, you skipped a lot, but okay. <laughs> oh, well, you know, there was cuddles, but I was trying to get to the genitals part. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, I'm sorry. We get all the way back to the dorm room. We did indeed eat off of the meal plan. <laughs> and it was that. it was that moment that I was like, wow. Going steady with a freshman definitely is going to have its perks for this, like, poor dipshit that just dropped out of, of college. <laughs> you get 
and especially it's like it's like how many uh, meals are you getting on your meal plan oh 21 a week 21 a fucking week <laughs> so i'm like i've been a freshman you're never gonna eat 21 meals a week unless you want to weigh 190 <laughs> fucking pounds by the end of the year uh so yeah but we can split that yeah perfect back to the dorm she's like oh my god you've never seen the labyrinth i can't believe you've never seen the labyrinth i'm like what the fuck is the fucking labyrinth i have no idea what the labyrinth is she puts it on it's like kind of weird i'm like all right it's cool i can get into it and then uh you know this girl we'd been making out pretty heavily the whole ride home which is a long like i said ride so like i slept two out of the three hours there made out probably like two and a half of the three hours back yeah and uh getting your boner touched through just basketball shorts is pretty delightful and then uh fuck man we're in the labyrinth it's like uh kind of in the beginning of it she's not even in kind of la la land and all of a sudden i feel this, my pants being unbuttoned and i'm like oh shit here we go here we go and then she unzips and i'm like oh damn <laughs> not wearing any underwear um in fact no i don't think it was unzipped because like i said i think i was wearing basketball shorts so it was just pulled down you know like the basketball shorts just pulled down in one motion and it was just like boom oh yeah there's no underwear under there we're going to have to check the pictures on this. I feel like I remember unzipping. Go to the tape. It's possible. Join the tape. I could be misremembering it. Um, Nunderwear, Fletcher says. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was like almost a blur, you know? Because it's like that warm moment where you're like, oh, it's it's fucking happening. It's on. It's like it just becomes this like uh, magical thing, you know? Almost like a dream in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. Where, Definitely like a dream. Where... Uh, what's happening is so wonderful and wild that it's like not even real on certain levels but it's like ultra real on other levels and yeah i just remember you get naked uh pretty quickly because you were like oh shit i gotta catch, catch up, up yeah. yeah after that because i wasn't catch yeah. up and catch up oh man oh it was a great day and i was like wow look at them titties <laughs> or could it be her massive stripper titties yeah and then we got it on in the dorm room bed which uh in your case, see, when I when I was in the dorms, we all had doubles, so we had a roommate in the same room. Uh, and yes. with yours, you had like quads where it was four people, but each had a bedroom with a door on it. Yep, and so just a shared little living you room. You could shut your door and be all alone. Whereas with us, we'd ha- at least have to we'd have to like either let the roommate know that we needed the room or just have good timing. Get a, get away with it undercover sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I liked my private little room. Private room is a good idea. It's always a good idea. Yeah, especially when I finally met my roommates. Yeah, your roommates were kind of bitches. Two of them were bitches. One of them was bitchin'. Awesome. Yes. Saved my ass from the bitches many a time. You need an ally when going up against bitches, dude. For real. Wow, well, that's a fantastic first time I ever. Yeah, that was fun. I don't know how we're going to top that for next week. Oh, it's a tough one. We can look at the list. We will always do our best. Do we have some in the reserves? We do. Potential ideals. See, we have like a pile of notebooks. There's like eight or nine of them. And they're all that yellow legal pad notebook. I need Carolyn to come clean my junk. Help me (laughs) clean my junk. Please. (laughs) I need clear thoughts here in the bowl. Not piles of notebooks. Carolyn will de-junk your junk so fast. I'm getting to the point where I'm just about to say, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Icy Girls had a good idea, though. Oh. First time I lied to my parents. Oh, that's a great one. I like that one. I love that. Let's go with it. I like it. Great call. And then first time I ever came in a room. Came <laughs> in a room. I need yeah. further explanation of that. 
is Carolyn trying to set herself up for an exploitable <laughs> F-tie. First time I ever came in a room. I just want to see where people go with it. Yeah. It's very open. I love very the open-ended open where you can exploit the exploitable. You got to have an exploitable, man. I see it. Will you hand me a pen bowl, buddy? I can I hand you a pen. I see two on your phone. I'm bogarting pens Thank over you. here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But anyway, I know what you were saying. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Let's roll some. Let's what do you say? Let's roll. Let's roll. Say, old buddy, old pal. You got my clip two? Uh, I got your clip two right here. I'll show you what the clip two is all about. It seems like a movie. Matt Sobbs was home in Bel Air Thursday afternoon when his wife oh. called because security camera showed a naked man breaking in. I see a man downstairs, <laughs> eye to eye. He looking like a man. Immediately, I raised my voice, pointed at him, saying, that, hey, like, what are you doing? <laughs> but the intruder doesn't back away. He didn't leave. He looked at me and said, this is my house. What are you doing here? Oh, what? And before I could say a word, he said, I'm going to call the police. Right away, I realized that, okay, this is not a person that you want to engage any further. Matt runs into no a room shit. while the man goes back downstairs. He's got he makes himself at home, even swimming in the pool and trying on clothes. He broke the fireplace, he yanked the camera. He was wearing my shorts because he came naked. <laughs> <laughs> but then the Face. suspect sees the family's two parakeets, and what happens next horrifies Matt. First, he smiled at them like a serial killer. Uh -oh. Hey, birdies. And he put his hands, squeezed them, dropped them, stomped on them. Holy the shit. The other bird knew what was going on. The, you hear the bird screaming and do the same thing with the second bird. That kind of changed everything when we saw that he killed his two defenseless animals. Meanwhile, upstairs, Matt escapes, jumping off the balcony onto his car while on the phone with 911. That took a fucked Neighborhood up turn, security bro. arrived just a few minutes later and arrested that man. Matt's just grateful he was home alone. We could say we dodged the bullet because who knows what this man was going to do to my family if they were home. Beverly Hills police identified that suspect as 34-year-old Paul Keon and say he got access to the house by taking a garage door opener from an unlocked car. And oh. what do we learn, bowlers? Yeah. What do we learn? Lock them cars, baby. Lock that car. Park in the garage. Don't leave your garage door opener in the driveway unlocked. But we also learn uh, you try to pull some fucking shit around here, you're getting Swiss cheesed way before you get to the birds, bros. Oh, no joke. Don't even think about touching the birds. No, we have castle law here, so good fucking luck, dog. Good fucking luck. Don't even try it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Just not worth it, man. But you may enter the bowl in the nude. Yeah. Clothing isn't required, but... No, uh, totally optional. Once you start saying the place is yours, or like you're uh, talking about calling any fucking type of cops, man. You know, you gotta stop calling the cops, dude. You're acting like a little child, okay? Oh, yeah. No, you're out. <laughs> So, the world's third largest gem-quality diamond was unearthed Ooh. in Botswana. 1,098 carats. Jesus. And that's the third largest. What a find. Wowie zowie. It's a big diamond. No joke. Imagine wearing that around. No thanks. Be a big fat target, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. No thanks. No thanks. But put it in my little collection? Yeah, hell yeah. That would be dope. Damn. I know, that guy's holding it. It's as big as his hand, or at least his fingers. God, how would you even cut it, man? Just don't. Just don't even cut it, Just man. leave Just it like leave that. It like it's that. epic. It's fucking raw, big-ass diamond. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like it. Just put it in a stand and look at it. Put it on the end of a scepter or like a Ooh. wand or something, bro. That's what oh, I would do. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. 
fucking Gandalf stick it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Walk around like. You pin shall fall! The Florida man got arrested on felony charges again. Oh, what else is new? This time, they were charges of criminal mischief, reckless driving, and evidence of prejudice. Uh-oh. Because he did a burnout with his pickup truck over an LGBTQ pride crosswalk streetscape painting. Oh, boy. I wanted to use the correct terminology there. <laughs> crosswalk streetscape painting. I see. Took that straight from the mainstream. They know what they're talking about. State-sanctioned lawyer approved. I can't approved. say rainbow-colored paint. Right, right. The bowlers wouldn't care, but... Streetscape painting. Yeah. Streetscape painting. Don't drive over it if you don't have to. Yeah, and just... especially don't do a burnout. We have bigger problems, I think. At hand is my personal opinion on it. Yeah, but, you know. And the burnouts. I mean, sure, give him a... Evidence of prejudice. Like, man, maybe he just wasn't thinking about where he was and was just doing a little burnout. Yeah, well, or maybe he said, fuck the LGBT crosswalk, you know? This is America. I think you should still just get whatever it is, like, uh, criminal mischief sounds right. I don't know how you can have a felony criminal mischief unless it's enhanced by a hate crime law. I don't know how you can have a felony, uh, what was the other shit? Uh, oh, reckless evidence driving. Evidence of prejudice. That's probably what enhances all the crimes. You yeah. Know? Just a stupid enhancement thing. They go on. Like, just get him for fucking C and I and move on with your life, you know? Yeah, but destroying art isn't illegal in any way. Yeah. Destroying art can be art in itself. And, you know, people are going to just be irritated at the fucking virtue displays around. You don't have to waste taxpayer money on virtue displays and pandering. Ugh. Because it is what it is at the end of the day. It's just some fucking pandering. They don't actually care unless it's June about these people. So, like, I just have a hard time caring either way about it, you know? Like, fuck the idiot that's doing burnouts on it and fuck giving him felonies over it. It's all stupid. Yeah. Stop wasting my hard-earned cash. Government. Tax. Theft. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Get over it, man. Talk about Move on with your life. It might have been hard to get over this next story. Uh Uh-oh. A man planned to propose to his girlfriend after hiking to the summit of summit of the Simonside Hills in Northumberland National Park in England. According to local folklore, there are dwarves that live there. Ooh. So, when the time arrived and they got there, he reached in his pocket and he felt his wallet was there and he was like, "Good." Yeah. But guess what? Uh. The ring box was gone. Oh God. The ring was gone. And then he noticed there was a hole in his pocket. Oh, damn. Which is like, if you're going to propose, I think you would have checked your pockets for holes before you left, right, buddy? Especially like well, ring box sized holes. With dwarves about, dude. You know? That's what I'm saying. Some shit could go down. I'm just saying it seems sketchy. Spooky. Mm. I think the dwarves played a mighty trick on this young man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's just like. Uh, your opinion, man. But lucky for him, another hiker did find it on the trail. Oh, thank and God. And when he was walking back to his car, um, I mean, he told his girlfriend what was up because she was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you freaking out up here, man? Uh, so she was like, let's just go home. <laughs> he asked everyone on the trail on the way back and no one had seen it or knew what he was talking about, you know. Um, but someone connected him with the hiker that found it on the face bag. And oh, he did boy. get the ring back. Well, everyone loves a happy ending. Yes. Especially my frames here. Yeah, hell yeah, great game. Not too bad. 
Uh, don't get distracted with this story, though. Uh-oh. Yeah. Deep breath. A Denver mom went to the hospital to have her baby. Oh, yes. And things were, eh, you know, going natural, probably speeding up, slowing down. Sure. So she was given a pill to speed things up. Um, I believe it's Cytotech that they're using. Hmm. I don't know the generic name. Um, but anyways, she's given a pill to speed up her labor. And then her baby moved, and the medical staff couldn't find her heartbeat. They were like, we can't find the baby's heartbeat. You're going to need an emergency C-section. Oh, shit. So this lady, you know, just gets rushed in on the bed into this emergency C-section. And as if that wasn't traumatizing enough for a woman whose plan was to go through with a totally natural birth, according to the family, their daughter emerged with a massive cut on her face that required 13 stitches. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when the family said, what the hell? What is that? What happened? Uh, The staff just said, oh, her face was awful close to the placenta wall. You think? Jesus. So they started looking into it. They reached out to their local news channel with the story and the little investigative reporter there looked through some studies and found that out of 37,000 C-sections that happened, cuts to the face or body occurred 0.7% of the time. So it's not a first, but it is very rare. Pretty rare, but it happens. <clears throat> yeah. With somewhat regularity. Oh, that's horrible, dude. Yeah. And the mom was saying she was uh, still is just trying to like what I don't... accept and heal the fact she went through with a C-section or was pressured into it. Yeah, that's what really and sucks. Is then it's like if they got, hurt your baby. <laughs> if you've got no ally and you're in a hospital oh. situation, and I'm not even familiar with it, like, right. do they have Same. an ultrasound machine handy? You know, our midwife, when we go to... Uh, checkups if the baby moves and then it's in a weird position she has an ultrasound machine in her fucking closet it looks like a dvd player basically you know it looks like a portable portable dvd DVD player player, yeah where it's got its own screen and then it just has the attachment the ultrasound thing so you can just look at where it is it just seems kind of hard to believe that in a hospital they wouldn't be able to find the heartbeat if the baby just moves like it's in there yeah, exactly. So just figure out where it is. Or move mom into a position where you can get to it. But I think it's this lack of patience. I think it's a lack of patience and also nobody's specializing. Mm. So probably the ER staff that deliver babies, I don't know. But you go to a baby delivering well, ward, a ward, don't you? Yeah. There should You should be redirected is, to people that know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> it's wild because I, um, I don't know a lot about hospital stuff. I just don't have the exposure. Yeah, same. And even with the pill to speed up labor, like, was she given a choice or was it like, this is what we have to do? You know? And then, like, also, is it like, if you don't take this, you have to go home? That's why I'll never go to a hospital for, like, I don't know, some kind of sick or illness. Broken. Like, if I have a fever or something internal and I don't know what's going on. If I have, yeah, physical trauma, then you just go in and then they fix you. And I feel like they're really efficient at that. And it's kind of a little bit more difficult to fuck you around. But any time where they're like thinking, oh, maybe you need an antibiotic, maybe you need, I don't know, observation. Uh, if if they're trying to diagnose shit, uh, I kind of am scared of that. Yeah. If I, uh, if I know, hey, I broke my ankle, then I'm like, I can go in and say, point to my ankle and say, hey, I broke my ankle. And everything's pretty straightforward. Yeah. With birth, it's so mysterious and every experience is so unique. Uh, and it's generally not a medical emergency. Right. I and just feel like uh, 
but we've normalized. You don't have that luxury of patience. You have all of this uh, artificially inserted urgency when when you're in a hospital. Yeah, and it's a natural process. It moves at its own pace. And if you start feeling stressed out or like worried, it's going to slow down. Right. Because your body's sending its signals of, whoa. Whoa there. I don't know, but it's just, it's crazy how our society is just normalized birthing in a hospital. It's like what presumed, so presumably what you do. You're just like, oh, I'm going to have a baby. Just go to the hospital, right? Yeah. It's like you see it everywhere. OBGYN and then hospital. Yeah. Not the path I chose, either of those. But let's see. I have a clip on my computer. Are you right at for me? Yes. Okay. I was not ready, but here it is. Shocked was an understatement. When I saw my balance, I thought, oh my gosh. Julia Yankowski didn't know what to think of the 999985855 that just appeared in her account overnight. Oh, I know cool. most people would think they won the lottery, but I was horrified because it wasn't my money. It was also equally concerning that she couldn't access any of her own money as well. I had money in there, so I wanted at least $20. And when I put in for the $20, they, the machine came back and said, well, we can give you the $20, but that'll cause an overdraft. You will be charged. And I said, oh, just forget it. Well, Youngkowski <laughs> quickly found out Monday morning that this wasn't an uncommon thing. She tells me this is a joint account ran by, by her and her husband who <laughs> recently passed away. Youngkowski says she made the bank aware of this, but somehow the account was still flagged as she continued to use it. According to the information I found on ChaseBank.com, the surviving joint tenant of a bank account becomes the sole owner through survivorship. I reached out to Chase Bank and a spokesperson told me they cannot discuss with me personal information regarding Yonkowski's bank account, but their executive office will reach out to her directly to resolve the issue. She also added that they do take measures to protect a deceased individual's account from fraud. Wow, that's intense. They said it's a common practice for protecting these accounts, but it's not every day you hear about a billion dollars being put into someone's account, so it doesn't seem very common No, to me. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah. If you can... Oh, you can't get to it, but... If you want to put a billion dollars in my account, uh, I'll, I'll wait for it to clear. I have time. <laughs> I got some money in the mattress. We can we can live for a little bit. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait it out. Mm. Wait it out, Girl Scout. So... A pet chimpanzee bit its owner's daughter's arm. She's 50 years old. And to protect the daughter from further harm, the mother had no choice but to lock her in the basement and keep the chimp away from her. And then she decided it was out of her control and there was only one option, so she called in the deputies to kill the chimp. Yeah, she got the chimpanzee outside. He was just roaming around in a fenced-in area, I guess. And so the yeah. deputy came uh, and was like... Chimps are not pets. <laughs> gotta, we gotta put it down. And I mean... The owner was like, yeah, you have my permission to do so. And uh, one shot to the head. In my opinion, a tiger is more reasonable than a chimpanzee. Yeah. And you just hate to see it end like this. No doubt. It's sick. It's no like, doubt. You know, just don't put yourself in that situation. That, that could have been so much easier. This little chimp wouldn't have had a name. And it would just be living free as a chimpanzee. Bit its owner's 50-year-old daughter. Yeah, the owner is a 68-year-old woman with, um, I believe she owns like a pet sanctuary. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'd read about her taking in um, horses, but she decided to get a chimpanzee one day. And Mm. local PETA groups 
had warned authorities that the chimpanzee was a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And they were right. Yeah. This time they were right. Uh, the chimpanzee belongs in the jungle. Yeah. Yep. Houston cared for horses the sheriffs seized in abuse and neglect cases. That's what her nonprofit does. Ah. Uh, but she's got a chimp living <laughs> among the horses <laughs> and herself. It was a great idea until so you brought the <laughs> chimp over. Now it's like, uh, hey. Hey. Yeah. And if I forgot to say, this was in Oregon. Yes. So we got this 33-hour drive and chimpanzees being killed by police. It's a weird week in Oregon. Sheriffs, though. deputies, sorry. It is, that is a very strange week. <laughs> <laughs> also strange was a family in England getting a call from a veterinarian that their reported lost dog had been found. Oh, nice. 11 years later. Holy shit. 11 years. Yeah. Their Jack Russell Terrier puppy was only three months old when she vanished from their backyard in 2010. Oh, that's too bad. But she's home now. Well, at least she's home now. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess they had microchipped her right away. So, you know, they looked it up and they're like, oh, here's your home. Boy, what a surprise. Took 11 years, though? Damn. Yeah, they said she's got um, the pup, yeah, the puppy, no, the 11-year-old dog, Jack Russell Terrier, has a bunch of health problems, including a heart murmur, tumors in her ears, and uh, I guess her left ear is completely deaf. So here's your senior dog. But they said, it's a shame that we have missed the best years of her life, but hopefully we will have some more with her. Yes. No doubt. Reunited at last. It's beautiful. You love to see it. And a visitor to the Boston's New England Aquarium was allowed to enter using a ticket that sat in her wallet for almost four decades. Oh, tight. <clears throat> score i guess uh 25 years ago the aquarium stopped issuing late gate tickets Hmm. which is a free makeup visit for guests who arrived later in the day to the aquarium and probably weren't going to get the full experience Uh, it's a big aquarium gotcha i think we've been to the new england aquarium together i'm pretty sure central it's like the they have the penguins in the center and then you walk up a spiral ramp Mm mm-hmm up the level surrounded by fish so yeah they honored it a late gate ticket from uh, uh 19 the 1980s 83 nice. not bad not bad yeah and good on you for keeping it safe and hanging on to it for 38 years Jeez, yeah. nothing survives in my wallet no not enough 38 like, years this writing rubs off or i, I haven't lose even made it. it 38 years shit <laughs> yeah seriously well, if you disguise a nature camera as a piece of bark, I think it's only a matter of time before a woodpecker comes and destroys it, don't you? Uh, yeah. That's what happened at a Russian Russian nature reserve. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as them woodpeckers they see wood, man, they want to fuck it up. Caught on video, and there's just nothing you can do to stop it. <laughs> that woodpecker is not gonna stop pecking away. Little bastard. Nicknamed Zelna, a black woodpecker. <laughs> Unintentionally committed vandalism on the camera, <laughs> hunting for insects. How do they know it was unintentional? Oh, yeah, he probably was like, hey, what are you doing, creeps? You creeping on me? Take that and that. <laughs> you don't think I see this here? Psh. <laughs> hey, well, that was a solid uh, solid game. Solid game. That Good was work. a very great game. Great game. Almost perfect. Just about. I had some oh. gutters in there, you know. If people oh, would just yeah. stop grabbing chimps. What about the aminals? <laughs> Leave the aminals alone. We're too close to the zoo. What about the aminals? What about the aminals? 
You gotta love you some animals, right? Aminals? Damn. Now yeah, I can't even say it wrong and right. Love it. Love it. Learn it. We're behind the curtain. Love and is you've lit. been listening to Bowl After Bowl on another Token Tuesday. Hell yeah. Thanks for hanging out. It was a great one. The great first time I ever. Uh, join us next week for the first time I ever will be. The first time I ever lied to my parents. Sure to be full of juicy stories. Thanks again, Icy Girls, for the idea. And join us Friday for a Bulls with Buds. We got another one coming. Woo! Illuminatia. We'll talk about babies. And we'll, weed. And weed. <laughs> babies and bulls and buds and, you know, just babies life stuff. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. You should join us. 8 p.m. Central. Hey. We'll see you then. Till then, I've been Sir Spencer Wolf Kansas City. And I am and forever will be Dame DeLorean. And until next Token Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Dance and move your legs around. I feel stupid now. Um, that's the weed. Spark one up. Wow, I am really high. I'm gonna give you this joint, nigga. I want my weed. You make weed look so uncool. It can lead to other drugs. Yep, that's pot, all right. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowlafterbowl.com.